Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Phil Elson now joins us from Hoover, Alabama. Phil, did RJ ever eat while you guys were doing no, games no, on I, the air? I did not. Well, he might not have eaten while we were on the air, but he definitely would have eaten while we were driving there. And I've heard him say before, I've got Chick-fil-A stuck in my throat. That's not the only time I've heard these words. <laughs> Golly, man. <laughs> Sounds about uh, right. Good morning to you, Phil Elson. Good morning. Uh, How are you guys doing? Man, we are great. It's Friday. The Hogs won last night. And I I heard the uh, the clip this morning of... Bubba's kid. I think the highlight of the game last night for Bubba was not just the Razorbacks won, but his kid made national national high, a highlight reel on ESPN. <laughs> well, uh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree either. You know, Dal- Dalton's a great kid, and he is baseball obsessed. So uh, he spends every, every year Bubba's come here, and he's he's come here with me every time the Razorbacks have played here since 2018. He's brought his family and. And Dalton spends a lot of time in those berms down in the corners of the field uh, just chasing balls down. And, I mean, he's come out of here with like seven or eight of them, but I think that's the first one he caught uh, and certainly caught in broad daylight on television. And that was a proud moment. I was proud, too. That that honestly was one of the coolest moments I've had on radio. I was uh, Bubba and I were just – the Yiddish term is cavelling. Um, we, we, were, we were just – we were just really proud and happy, and we both we both had uh, tears welling up in our eyes because it was so cool. That is a memorable moment for sure, and I'm so glad that you know he got to see that and share with his family at the tournament. And you guys got to see another great game, Phil. And this is one that the the Hogs had an offensive explosion in the fourth inning. You know, down two to nothing. Um, you know, what have you seen from this team that's really impressed you so far after the first two games? Well, to win these two, first of all, they're two one run games, and I just. You know, I mean, when you get past, if you're able to get past the regional, when, when you play in a regional, you're going to play, you're, you're almost taking a step back uh, from what you played in Hoover uh, in the SEC tournament just because of the talent level of SEC baseball. This is, I think, the greatest collection of talent in one place in college baseball, and that counts the College World Series in a lot of ways. Um, you have to be able to win the, the, the tighter games when you get to a super regional. That's when you get to a regional final, too, and definitely in Omaha. Uh, so to, to win close games like this, I think, means a lot. And I think it's, it's corny sometimes when you hear players talk about playing for, playing for us, we're playing for each other. And sometimes it's, it's just people saying things. <laughs> but in this case, with this year's team, it's, there's no doubt. That's, that's what they do. Um, clutch hitting has, has come up big in a couple of cases. If you can string hits together against the Paul schemes, then you can string hits together against anybody. Um, it's been amazing to watch Peyton Holt not just plug the hole from the, the departure of Peyton Stovall from his, his injured shoulder, but uh, become a dude on this team immediately. Uh, he's very he's a smart ball player. That's uh, that pump beat yesterday and the and the throw to third for that double play, which which snuffed out a, a potential sixth inning rally, was brilliant, just brilliant. And I, and I think yeah, I don't think you can discount what Peyton Holt has meant to this team in the last three weeks. Phil, you know we were talking about the game yesterday, and it was to me, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, the SEC tournament doesn't mean a whole lot because you already know where you're going in the regional and. Um, 
But yesterday it seemed a little bit different. I don't know if it did for you guys. Being that it was LSU, knowing what happened in the series earlier in the year, the guys could have just kind of played, it seemed to me like, just with a little different rhythm or a little umph, edge. You know, edge in their step because it was LSU yesterday. Would you agree or disagree with that? Well, I think that, that part of it was it, it, to both of these teams, this was a, an awesome exhibition game because it, it, it doesn't, it's not going to have much to do with, <laughs> with the seeding you know, in the NCAA tournament. Both of them are national seeds no matter what happens here. Even if they went 0-2, they're both national seeds. So yesterday was like just a, an awesome exhibition game with two starting pitchers that are going to be first-round picks. One of them might be the top overall pick with schemes. And Hagan Smith next year is, I mean, he, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Um, with two teams that have long lineups and a lot of talent and great coaching staff. And it just, it, it had a different feel yesterday than a regular season game day because those games count in the standings. Uh, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a, like a postseason game. You know, I'm not even referring to Hoover as a postseason. I've been calling it the limbo season because it's in between, you know, the things that really matter. And, and it's not that this tournament doesn't matter because when you get here and you know what athletes are like, they, they get on a field and they compete. You can't, you can't play it. 80% desire to win, otherwise you might get hurt or you might embarrass yourself. That's not what athletes do. So you get here, you play hard, you play to win. It's just it doesn't mean the same thing. And I think yesterday, nobody played with pressure. Nobody seemed like they were playing with pressure. Both teams, I think, played pretty easy. And it was just a great display of baseball, maybe because of that. Phil Elson joining us on the Hodges Little Rock Glass Hotline. Oh, man, I messed it up again. Hodges Glass. Hodges, Hodges Glass. glass Little, Little Rock hot Glass line. Hotline. Hodges Glass Little Rock Glass Hotline? When, yeah. see, what happens when you, see what happens when you get out of media for a few months, Chris? Sooner oh, or later, it yeah. all comes it's back. No, I can't find it anywhere on the wall, Phil. I, I keep looking on the wall over here. I see <laughs> I see the phone number. I'm I see sorry, Chris, the text was, line. I, I was just kind of sending it me. I didn't, mean, so, I didn't mean to come off that No, you're fine. You're fine, Josh. Um, all right, so, Phil, day off today. Before before a noon game tomorrow against the winner of of, of two teams they already beat, you know is it t- what's what's the schedule looking like for the team? Um, are they going to give them a kind of a day of rest or you know practice today at least some some hitting practice? What do you, what's the schedule look? I don't I don't know what it is that they're going to be up to today, um, but I mean there's the two ways to look at it. Uh, one they, they always they can always go to Stanford University and work out there. Um, or, or go watch the game. Uh, you know, maybe they can go watch the the Aggies and the, and the Tigers play. Uh, I'm sure some guys will want to get in some swings, and I'm sure that they can do that if that's the case. And then I'm sure that there are some guys that just want to and need to put their feet up and not leave the room. So um, I, I, I don't know what it is they're going to do, but I, I do know that Whatever feels right to Dave Van Horn is, is what's going to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a day that doesn't involve much activity at all, uh, but an option for guys to get in some swings if they want to. Because some guys are creatures of habit, and their habit is getting in swings. Phil, um, take us back to the A&M game and the Kendall Diggs home run, because I was telling when we played the call on the air that you had, um, frankly, I thought it was – 
a great call. Send them back to the hotel or, or whatever you said along that line. And uh, I, I told Chris, I said, you are great at coming up with those one-liners like that in the ball game. And the question got brought up, was that something you scripted or, or not? And I, I told him I didn't think it was. But just take us back to that home run. Well, anytime Kendall's batting, you can you, you think that something might happen because he's just an RBI man. I mean, he's almost one to one on career games to career runs batted in, and almost two years into his career, that's kind of amazing. Um, I still remember being disappointed that that the Hogs didn't capitalize in the tenth inning um, when they tried to bunt with Roland because <clears throat> I do I do think that's going to be a, a, an important piece of the postseason, there will be RBI opportunities at the bottom of the batting order. And there's going to be moments like that where specifically Parker Rowland is batting and there's guys third base and less than two outs and it's a one run game. And you're just trying to do something by dropping a bunt down and he didn't get it down the proper way. So I remember still being disappointed at that because the game should have been over. Um, but Kendall Diggs is just a, he's a dude. He's such a good hitter. <laughs> I mean, he really is. And I'm so glad this year that he's that he's turned himself into an outfielder in a brief period of time. And we not, might not see him play in the outfield for the rest of the season because everybody in the outfield now is healthy and he's back to DH. But he will play the outfield next year. Um, and, and over the course, I think it was 12 games he played right field, he went from somebody that looked like a giraffe chasing a mosquito <laughs> to a pretty good right fielder. Uh, and he's going to be the right fielder next year. So, and he's going to be somebody that scouts are looking at because that dude can flat out hit. So I think that's big for him. And he's Mr. Big Moment. He just is. He, he had a grand slam to break the game open in the 10th against LSU way back in March. The last walk-off homer hit by a Razorback was Diggs against Ole Miss last year. He's, he's just made for big moments, I think. And he's such a good kid. He's just, he's, he's, he, I think he's one of everybody's favorite people on this team. And you're really easy to root for. Um, and I didn't script that call. It's just, and we've been on the road for, because we left last Wednesday uh, for Vanderbilt. So it's been a week on the road and, and just used to being in a hotel. So we're not going home after a game. The fans are going, hey, most of the fans are going to hotels. There's not a lot of people that come to these games live in Hoover, Alabama. So everybody's going back to hotels. So it just seemed to make sense. This is a little different than last year when the team had to go on the road for the postseason, and I kept track of this. Because, uh, you know, I live in Little Rock now. I lived in Fayetteville then. Um, and we spent, I spent 28 of 31 days in a hotel. Oh, wow. Because uh, we, we closed the regular season in Tuscaloosa, then went to Hoover, and then... Uh, and then I went on a little trip of uh, Weird Al Yankovic concerts with my kids and a friend of ours, Matty T, uh, on yeah. back-to-back days in Little Rock and Tulsa. And then it was Stillwater for the Stillwater Regional. And then it was North Carolina and Chapel Hill for the Super Regional. And then it was the College World Series. So this time of the year, I'm used to being in hotels. So that must have been top of mind when Kendall's ball was uh, clearing the fence. 
Well, Phil, I, we're about to have to we're up against it, but I, I may have given away a little bit of trade secrets yesterday. You and I, being the friends that we are, uh, you remember when you made the call for them to go to the College World Series and you talked about the Emerald City and all that, and, and it got brought up yesterday, and, and I said, well, yeah. I said, when it's a big moment like that for any broadcaster, you have something scripted out just because you, you don't want to mess the moment up. And so well, you, it's part, that was scripted, and that's because I was so damn nervous that day that there could be a big moment, and and that I wouldn't be ready for it. You know, it's just, I mean, we all we all doubt ourselves sometimes. So you got to prepare. That's my nature is to prepare. Uh, that's hopefully why the, the game sound good because we're ready. I'm ready for things. Um, but you just have to think ahead. I didn't script anything last year when they when they beat North Carolina, and I don't I don't always script things. I just want to feel prepared and ready so that I don't sound like an idiot. Yeah. Um, so that's what that was about. Well, you do a great job, you and Bubba, uh, Chris, and I were talking about. You. It's all we literally we turn the volume down on TV and watch it, uh, listen to you guys. So hey, keep up the good work, buddy. I know it's going to be a long couple weeks, but it's going to be a fun couple weeks, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be tuned in and listening to you guys. Yeah, it's good to hear you guys on on the on the bus. I appreciate you having me on, and I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Okay, buddy. Thanks. That's Phil Elson, the voice of the Arkansas Razorback baseball team.